Welcome to Beyond the Box, hashtag influencer. I'm the host, Sherry Langbert, and this show covers influencer marketing from a brand agency and creator perspective. If you think women dominate on social media, today's episode is guaranteed to change your mind. Our guest on the show is Joe from Joe's Daily, the leading lifestyle men's blogger with more than a decade as a content creator under his belt. Whether you're a marketer seeking to target male audiences or simply curious to learn more about influencer marketing from a man's perspective, today's segment is perfect for you. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm just going to start with asking you, can you please pronounce your last name for us? Sure. It's uh, Joe Maragliata. Okay. It wasn't fun in school. (laughs) It's a hard one. It's a hard one. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining. I would love. So Joe, everyone is from Joe's Daily. Can you just tell me? I think we've been working sure. with you for a long time. So tell us about. <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Sure, sure. So uh, Joe's Daily is is kind of my elevator pitch. It's like a men's lifestyle travel blog. I'm a content creator. So of course, I'm all over social media. Everything's Joe's Daily. Um, but yeah, so I, I currently uh, live outside of St. Louis with my wife, Sarah, my dog, uh, Holly, rescue dog, got her year pandemic dog, you know. Uh, saved her, she saved us type of thing. Um, but yeah, I lived in LA for 17 years. And honestly, that's where my blog kind of kicked off was I did random marketing jobs. I used to uh, be a magician's marketing director and, and do movie marketing. And meanwhile, I was doing my blog, like a lot of content creators kind of filling their void of creating content because that's what we've all kind of wanted to do. And I've been doing it for a while now. And um, yeah, wouldn't change it for a thing. That's awesome. It's always good to hear. So you know, in understanding a little bit more about you, you had this passion for photography and how did that morph into you, you know, creating this men's lifestyle blog? Yeah. Yeah. So basically um, it was a mixture of things. I had passion for photography and just content creation in general, whatever that looked like years ago um, and now, but yeah. So what happened was a lot of colleagues in the space could probably agree. You know, we, we start off creating content and then you're like, okay, cool. I got this product. I want to take a photo of it our iPhones aren't enough. I mean, they are great, but you know, sometimes you want a nice little depth of field and some crisper raw editing techniques you can apply with a nice camera. So I just bought my first camera. It was pretty entry level and self-taught just went online. Like a lot of people do YouTube blog posts and read about how to use it. And I just got better over the years. And so I kind of turned that into another part of the Joe's daily umbrella, which was like, you know, maybe selling photography sets to brands if they liked it, or when I'm traveling, give it to the tourism, you know, and it kind of just became an organic thing. Just like, you know, we have to create videos nowadays just because it's content's king. Right. So yeah, just a passion hobby turned into a career, just like my, my blog turned into a career as well. So, yeah. Okay. And so like, technically like people don't even say blog, like the newer people in this space. Right. So we're like, I'm going to, you know, not coin us, but I'll say you're a veteran in this space. What does it feel like to be like one of the first? I, I'm just very grateful that I'm still kicking and, and and I was able to adapt during ups and downs of various, you know, the flooded market of new people coming in and essentially taking the brand deals from away from people that have been around for a while. Not taking them, you know, they earned them, but I'm no, saying, but you it's know, happening. It's a reality. It's, yeah. it's just like anything in the world. Right. Um, so I know I've been very lucky. So feeling it, calling myself a veteran, it's kind of wild. I didn't even think of it like that, but uh, no, it feels great. Honestly, just to see everything adapt in the way it's gone. And like I said, being able to stay afloat and take care of my family and keep doing what I love. That was like my main goal. I didn't care if I 
made less money than I did at my marketing job. I just wanted to do what I loved. And to this day, I've been doing it. So just very lucky is how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. I wanted to be a writer. And uh, my my dad was like, you can't be a writer. That's not a career. And I was like a business systems analyst, which is <laughs> the most boring of boring jobs. And so, yeah, I'm very, now I feel like I'm a writer, but through all of you. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So tell me in the past few years, like, what do you think the most exciting? There's a lot of change. I mean, when mm. you and I started, I don't even think Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest, none uh -uh. of these things existed. So what's uh. been the most exciting thing for you? I think the exciting thing I'm seeing is how brands are giving, I would say, I, I like video. I haven't like really fully gone in on video like you see like with TikTok and Instagram stories and stuff, but I like what they're doing. I like what's happening despite some people having some criticism towards that. Um, but for me, I think it's how brands are working with niche content creators. I think there's a lot of them out there. And I think the fact that it's opened the, the doors. And when I first started, it was like, you had to really hard label yourself. You couldn't really be um, just like a broad creator or a hyper niche. You kind of had to be on the nose for that specific brand to work with you. I think it was because a lot of, it was such a new space. A lot of people were like scared, meaning brands were scared to like figure out this new type of marketing. Right. Um, and as you said, like Instagram and Twitter were there, but they weren't really a thing. People didn't think about like, oh, I can make money off posting to these things, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I'm just excited to see where the next evolution is going to go. Like, you know, you see a lot of the AR, uh, augmented reality, virtual reality, stuff like that. I'm not saying it's really here yet for branding, but I like what they're doing with it. You know, you see like the... Um, the fun floating head things on TikTok, right. you know, people do. Yeah. I mean, that, that's really neat and great way for brands to incorporate that. And I'm always trying to find ways of doing that with my own stuff. So I think just like the technology is ever changing. And I think that's exciting. Are you on TikTok? I'm not sure. I am on TikTok. Uh, but I will say I, I like TikTok a lot. I, I love it. Um, I, I'm on it all the time. My wife and I are on it as physically like users. As for content creation, I definitely am not consistent. I want to be. I haven't really figured out what I want to do there yet. I do know that whenever I do travel, you'll start seeing me post more. So like, you know, I have a trip this weekend to Europe on a cruise and I know I'm going to be producing a bunch of content. But see, I don't like going back and then I'm not traveling and then I'm not posting content. So what my goal is, is to find a nice downtime strategy. So I'm at home. I can maybe make educational videos about I don't know, travel, you know, educational travel videos, yeah. but it's, it's always easier for me to be inspired with content when I'm traveling or when I'm, you know, physically working with a brand right. or a product. Right. So right. yeah, I'm on it, but I don't have a consistent plan yet, which I hope. That's work okay. I think it's yeah. still, I think oddly, I think it's still really new and early. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. So you talk about travel and mm -hmm. in knowing you cars and travel, mm -hmm. your two sweet spots were probably yeah. the two industries that have in different ways been most impacted or very heavily impacted by the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. Like how did that change? Well, yeah. Let's talk about the impact of that. So obviously um, I, I read a lot about a lot of things, but as you touched on travel and cars also go hand in hand. A lot of times I travel to go test drive a car, which obviously during yeah. the pandemic was hard. Matter of fact, my first trip out was still in kind of the heat of everything. Everyone was safe, wearing masks and, you know, making sure everyone was safe. But it was very awkward and very difficult to really get the same vibes we had on other trips where you would be driving in a car with a fellow colleague, maybe even one of the technicians in the car that worked on the car. Like, you know, to have like an interview process while you're driving the car. That's changed dramatically. Now that's like, hey, let's have a Zoom meeting with them and then we'll send you a car to test drive, which is great. But 
it's not as nice to not be able to have that one-on-one in person with multiple people in the brand in this space, like maybe like a, a BMW or Lex, whatever. Um, but that's changed dramatically. I, I do think we're getting back to some, uh, a new normal. Um, a lot of my colleague friends, uh, actually a friend James just went on a nice GMC trip. So I'm happy to see him out there doing some road trips. And I have a few potentially coming up in a few months. So that changed dramatically. Um, and I think that it's going to change the industry for, for a new way that we haven't seen before. Um, as for travel, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, travel is just now getting back to a, a new normal, but the a more normal we're used to, um, which I'm excited about. Um, you know, you've got, sure, there's a lot of new checks you have to do to get in and out of countries and stuff like that. And I'll, be, I'll, I'll be experiencing that very soon going to, I go to Canada next month. I go to uh, Alaska, Vancouver, and then I go to Alaska. But um, so I'll experience that. But yeah, I'm going into Turkey this weekend and I'm already seeing all these new protocols in place. And I'm like, oh, this is new. It's okay though. They're handling it very well. I, I figured out how to do it. It's not very difficult. Um, but yeah, as for me as a business person doing this, um, yeah, about a two-year lull, you know, and that's tough. You know, writing from press releases isn't as fun as experiencing the trip itself, right? So right. once again, grateful to be in this business still and thriving. But yeah, um, Travel and cars definitely took a major hit. And I think we're just now seeing it get back to a normal. So, yeah, we yeah. actually talked about this, that like all of a sudden people are saying, oh, automotive is getting into influence. And we're like, wait yep. a minute, that's how influencer really started back in the day. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So I want to ask you just for selfish purposes, because mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out some planning of vacations um, and everything seems to be skyrocketing as the travel guru. What would you, where would you recommend to go? And, and yeah. Okay. Well, I'm curious. It, th this, that's a little bit of a loaded question and, and I love it. I love it. And I've had that a lot actually lately, but I'll say this right off the bat. I would no, say Montana to go to Montana is more expensive than to go to Europe right now. <laughs> true. True. And so, so this is all I could say, because I don't know, I'm not like checking prices. I don't have like any like secret hack there necessarily, other than just being active with, you know, you sign up for those deals you see on, you know, Southwest and, and United, all, all the airlines sign up for those, those subscribe letters, because they'll send you discounts, like pretty crazy discounts, like on the fly. If you can book on the fly, good, be flexible is all I can say is if you want a good discount. I know not everyone can do that, but if you're saving up your vacation time, try to get a little flexible. Uh, but no, I'll say this. Um, despite gas prices, even in, you know, car fuel gas prices, I would say road trips. I know you're probably not asking about that. I'd say take advantage of road trips. Oh. This is a good time oh. to learn about what's around you. I, I think a lot of people have this idea of vacation being like, I got to fly to Mexico. I got to go to the Caribbean. I got to go to Europe. And don't get me wrong. I love all those places. I do them as much as I can. But lately, what my wife and I have been doing is taking advantage of any road trip opportunity, especially now being in a new spot in the Midwest. Yeah. I mean, we went to Omaha to meet some of her work colleagues. Sure, it's Omaha, Nebraska, not somewhere I want to go, but I got to experience something new and exciting and I, I made the best of it. Um, check in a road trip, check in what's around you, maybe a few hours away, maybe eight hours away. You'd be surprised we get out of it. Um, you probably save a lot of money. Um, but as for flights, um, there's been a lot of great uh, credit card points. They're dropping all these amazing opportunities for if you're in the market for maybe a new travel card. You basically can get your flights free at this point now if you if you plan smart. Uh, so I'd say look into that. I know it's not exactly what everyone wants to say. I open a new credit card, but let me tell you, like it's it's no joke that it's a, it's a travel hack. A lot of people don't know that they don't take advantage of them. I should say, and uh, you can get some. No, really I know with my Delta, I have like all these free. Last year we went away for it. Like yeah. my son came for free. Yeah, and I'm it's telling awesome. you, like, people don't realize they hear the the annual fee of like 100 bucks, 200 bucks. What they don't know is that the deals you get 
from owning the card, it goes way past that annual fee. Okay. So if you can right. put yourself past that, you're building up your credit, you get great travel points and you it, it pays for itself. Just look into it. I mean, there's plenty of great websites out there that um, I don't cover that stuff personally, other than if you asked me the question like you just did, yeah. I don't cover it on my website, but there are plenty of other great, reliable uh, websites out there that can provide you great information like that. So hope that helped. <laughs> yeah, it did. Cause I'm like in the throes and I'm like freaking out, but thank you. <laughs> You're so I'm going to ask a question about like, you know, we work with influencers all the time. I'm going to say like, it's very challenging to find mm. male influencers mm. a little bit easier now. Cause maybe they're on Instagram only, but how has it been? Like, how did you carve out this area? How has it been working in a predominantly female focused industry? And do you feel that? Yeah, it's funny. You know, I didn't really think about that uh, very much until the other day. Someone actually said that exact question. Like, how do you feel about that? And I was like, huh, interesting. Um, so after thinking about it, I would say, well, first to, to your first question, like, how did I, you know, how did I make my way through it? I just didn't care. I, I don't, I don't care that maybe there's more women in the space. Cause the truth is we're all writing about our own stuff. It kind of goes back to like, just write about what, you know, I think, um, when it comes down to it, not to say there's plenty of women that could speak on what I write about. Cause I don't write about primarily with men's. I just put the men's lifestyle because I'd say about 80, 90% are more interested in my content than women are. Right. Unless they're maybe shopping for their, their hubby or their, you know, brothers, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, as for working in the space with other, I've been in plenty of press trips with uh, uh, like 80% women. Um, and I love it. I love it because I get inspiration from other groups. It doesn't have to be, it could be men too, of course, but I'm saying sometimes I hear how they work things out, right? How they work out problems, maybe even how they approach their photography. I mean, it's amazing. Like just for me, I'd rather work with a, a diverse crowd in this case, being more women than me being with the same almost like the same bubble. Right. And I'm just like, I'm lacking inspiration. We all talk about the same thing. Maybe we all wrote about the same thing, but when I hear other inspiration, and I know this isn't the exact same, but I want to give you one example. So it's not really a women uh, comment, but it kind of goes in the same vein of that. Um, I was on a cruise not too long ago on, on uh, wonder of the seas, brand new cruise ship, biggest in the world. And I met a bunch of cruise YouTubers. That's all they did YouTube. And I'm on YouTube, but I I've been wanting to kickstart my YouTube channel. And even though this doesn't really answer your question about like working with women, I just want to okay. use it to, to translate. All of a sudden I had all this inspiration. I saw the way they worked their YouTube videos. That's all they did. I mean, they have Instagram too, but no, their bread and butter is YouTube. And I was like, man, I've always, I love cruising. I do a lot of cruising because of my job. I'm like, I would love to do this. I'd love to get back into YouTube and doing this vloggy style content. And that goes the same with, like I said, going back to your original question, it's like working in a predominantly women um, focused industry. And by the way, this goes with the agency, right? Not just my colleagues, but like people like you yourself um, working in the agency, I'd say it's like 80% women usually, maybe more, maybe less, but around the same. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I've, I've always had a better experience working with a woman along, whether it's on a phone call, an email, or just getting the business done, like the way it needs to be handled. And so for me, it's been, it's been awesome. I love it. Um, okay. And I'm grateful that I'm able to, once again, be in this space and this position I'm in, hopefully I'm helping on the other side of things. Right. So if, if, uh, yeah. if I can drive inspiration for, for women in the space as well, you know? So. Yeah. We need more men like you because often <laughs> we're like struggling. So that's my, I'm going to ask you, like, if someone's mm -hmm. tuning in that is thinking about getting into this space and mm -hmm. they don't know how, what advice would you give to an influencer? Who's a male who might be wanting to carve a niche in this space? Sure. Uh, I, honestly, I, I always say, uh, first off, just do it. 
literally. Um, I started this business because it was almost like a diary for me, a public diary. It was like, I'm writing about stuff I like. You know, I'm away from my family and friends from New Hampshire. This is like my early years in Los Angeles because that's where I moved from. And I remember just being like, I need an outlet. And I've never been one of those people that's going to, I'm very public about what I like to share. And that's why social media was, was so big for me. And then my blog, you know, uh, when I started creating any type of content, I was just like putting it out there. And I think what a lot of men, maybe they don't like that. I don't want to get into this whole psychology of men and women, how they share content. But I do feel like a lot of my friends, I have a lot of men in the space that, uh, that aren't content creators yet, but they're great creators. And I'm like, Hey, you should just put yourself out there. And a lot of times they're just a little hesitant to, they second guess themselves. And I tell them, I guess this can go for any advice, but I, I tell them, I'm like, you know, it, create your content. You'll be so happy you put it out there. And then when you get a little feedback, you're going to love the feedback. It's going to make you better. Um, and I think that just don't be scared about feedback and get excited about creating content, stuff you love. And honestly, write about what you love, write about what you like. Don't, don't try to be someone else. Um, you'll, you'll be ever changing. I don't even know what I wrote about eight years ago, to be honest. And I don't care to look, I I'm, I'm new content all the time. And, and now I'm into this. I was into that then now I'm into this, you know? And I think that, um, most new creators need to know that put yourself out there, create content and, and the rest will kind of follow money. Wasn't ever in my mind. And then it came, it kind of organically came later. And I think a lot of people get stuck in the mindset of like, I'm only doing this for money. I'm like, well, you might be in the wrong position. You might be doing the wrong. It takes, job. A, long time. Yeah, it takes a while, but um, now it yeah. could be quicker, quicker than ever with, with the amount of content we need out there. Right. So, yeah. But yeah. it does take a long time. Yeah. Um, so now the flip side, I sure. feel, so when I started out in this space and you might not know this about me, I had one blog and it was all about focus on single living. So cooking for oh. one, not dating, travel for one, cooking for one. That's and cool. no one cared about it. Like they were just like, no, we want mom. No, we want mom. So my question to you is, do you feel, is there any advice you could give to brands? Do you think brands are focusing enough on men? That's, that's a good question. Um, I, I do think, I do think I'm doing just fine in the sense of like, you know, I've never been like jealous of like seeing all maybe like, I mean, sure. Women get a lot of great, they get a lot of great products and, and stuff like that, like apparel and stuff. I do too, but you see a little bit more, I would say in that industry, um, which rightfully so. I, I feel like if you look at the statistics of why shopping, um, not just like women shop more, no, it's, it's the products that they're shopping for. Right. Um, yeah. But no, I think, I do think brands could be a little bit more, um, a little bit more strategic. Um, I will say this, the hyper-focused men's products, um, it's a little bit too in your face. I feel like, like, you know, the dude wipes, like you see these like products like that, nothing against them. I have a few friends that do marketing for companies and they kick butt doing it. But no, I, I think whenever you got like the more universal brands that are good for men and women, they whatever should that put may in be. more men. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I you see that a lot. Like I'll go on a trip, and I'll be the only guy on the trip, and I'll be like, "Well, I'm grateful that they thought of me." There's clearly, there's not enough people. There's not it's, enough qualified men. It's probably men. that. Yeah. No. And and you know what? Maybe it is. They need to open that door a little bit further and give us a chance and and see what content we can create. Because I will say, yeah, there's not a lot of guys in the space that do what I do. I mean, there are, but not if you looked at like the balance of the women's niche of whatever that may be. Also keeping in mind that there's always like, like criteria. So the person must have this, the person might have to have a dog, the person might have to live in a certain area. So then, you know, there's so many female creators, but then when you have the criteria and you try to find the men, 
it's yeah. really very hard to, you know, get men on a campaign. So if anyone's a man out there, please take <laughs> Joe's advice and get into this space. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there's, I mean, I tell everyone it only takes a few hours a day, maybe not even that to create some cool content. It might be like a, like I said, like a little bit of a release, you know, getting out, just creating some content can like free up your, your mind for if you're other, yeah. you know, you got a day job. I had a day job for a long time in addition to doing blogging. While you so, were doing this. Absolutely. I didn't, yeah, like I said, I didn't do this for money at first. I didn't. And then I was like, I love this. I don't care if I'm making bare minimum. I, I love this. So I've just been lucky enough to do it and make a living, like a good living. So. And yeah. go on vacations for free. And exactly. Yeah. Also and, too, not to do the whole universe thing. I do believe in the whole, like put good too. vibes out to the universe, but I'll tell you this. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you a real example. Uh, I was, I'm going on a cruise and I said to myself, man, like, just like how I created my blog. I wrote about what I liked. It was almost like I was drawing the universe to me. And I remember one day being like, man, I, I really want to go to a Europe cruise. It's been so long. And next thing you know, I got an email from Costa Cruises. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we're going to Turkey. You want to come? Yep. And then I was like, oh man, I really need some new boat shoes. I really want something to dress up my nights out on the, on the nice nights in the Mediterranean. Company reached out. Hey, we got some new shoes we want to try. Uh -huh. and I, like, I, I really do believe that. And it's not like I'm like trying to like work the system. It's just, I, I wasn't thinking like, oh, it's going to come to me. I just was like, I really want this. So I'm going to write about it. And it happens, you know, so I, I I'm going to try that. Did I'll you see you. we crash? What's that? Did you see the documentary? We crash? No, I'm I, it's, oh, on you have to watch. it's on my you list. It's on my list. It's on my list. Well, you'll, you'll know what I'm referring to if okay. you watch it. Okay. And then okay. you can get back to me. Absolutely. So before I ask my last question, I'm going to ask sure. you so that everyone can listen and how can brands hit you up if you want to share what's the best way to reach you oh cool yeah i mean i everything these days i'm open like if you dm me on instagram at joe's daily joe at joe's daily.com is usually the most common it's my email um but yeah it, dms are fine emails are fine any which way they would like to reach out i'm happy to to coordinate um also i just want to point out too that's a big thing for me is conversation it doesn't not everything has to be like oh you're gonna we're gonna pay you this much it, let's start a conversation. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of times I'm the one having to ask, you know, you asked earlier, what can brands do? Ask, talk, you know, I think sending out a cold email is, is better than not. And then being like, Oh, we got to make sure we have a budget for them. No, not necessarily. If we build a relationship that could come later. That's just like my business started with no money. It's like, for me, it's like, let's get the conversation going. And then maybe and if you're passionate about it, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, I'm going to ask last question. So okay. I hope I get a good answer. Name okay. an influencer you love to follow, but hate to admit that you do. Okay. So there's, they used to be a duo, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to narrow it. They were a couple, they broke up recently. So have huh. you heard of, have you heard of gypsy lust and do you travel? No. Okay. First no. off, follow them. They're I, I, as much as I'm about to tell you why I, hate, I, why I hate it. So yeah, Gypsy Lust is the, the female um, and the male is Jack. His name is now Jack Morris. He changed his name from Do You Travel, which is his famous name for the longest time to now Jack okay. Morris. Let me tell you why. I don't hate the guy. Don't know the guy. Uh, I'm jealous. Like I, I'm not one of those people that likes to be envious or jealous of anything because um, I live such a like, I don't use the word blessed very often, but I live a blessed life. I mean, like you mentioned my travels. I mean, the amount of travel I've done in three months could like take someone's entire like lifetime of travel. I mean, I'm very right. lucky, but then you look at him and you're like, good Lord, this guy, not only does he just have the most beautiful photos, the guy just travels literally nonstop. Like, I don't think he's in a place for more than a week. Now that could be tiring, exhausting. Right. But then his like beautiful bungalow in Bali where his like mansion is. And I'm just like, so he has this 
as his like back burner. He rents it out during the year, makes a ton of money. I'm just like, man, I don't like to be jealous very often, but this guy, I love him. Well, but I, hate, I hate to follow. <laughs> I feel the same way about Jess wandering. Do you know her? Oh yeah. 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 I follow her. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I changed my backdrop because like she was making me jealous. Like I'm like, oh, she's in these <laughs> islands in Greece, and then she's in these national parks. I'm like, who knew? But yeah, yeah, I'm, it's the same sentiment. So I will check them out. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the You're show. Welcome. We love working with you. So everyone, make sure to check out Joe's Daily. He's awesome. Thank you. And um, and be in touch and safe. Have a great time on the trip and a safe time on the trip. Thank you so much for everything. We appreciate, honestly, I love everything you guys do. And I appreciate you guys uh, taking the time out. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Bowbox Hashtag Influencer. Visit podcast.bowbox.com to get additional insights and full transcript. You can find our podcast channel via Apple, Google, YouTube, and Spotify. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button today to stay up to date on the latest episodes.